I feel like I've always struggled with imposter syndrome to a certain extent. Um, but I remember maybe three years ago, um, photographing at WOMAD Festival. And my imposter syndrome was like off the scale bad. Like I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I um, I ended up ringing my friend who was a photographer in tears, just kind of like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. And, you know, he kind of calmed me down and it's just like, you, you, you can do this. And I was like, okay, I think I just, it was my first festival job. I was working with a lot of photographers who've been doing it a long time. And because I'm self-taught, there's always been this kind of like, oh, but I didn't study photography and you know, they've got qualifications and I haven't. And I think that is a big root cause of imposter syndrome. Inspired by nature and actioned by change, the New Earth Business Podcast brings you slow, sustainable, scalable business advice, controversial conversations and sacred medicine stories. Listen in as I chat with global change makers and creative visionaries to help you turn your passion into purpose and your business visions into earth abundance. Hi, welcome back to the New Earth Business Podcast. I have a treat in store for you today. You get to listen in to a private conversation with me and Brenna Duncan, who is a soul brand photographer. She's also a life coach and has recently qualified in transformational breath, a very specific kind of breathwork practice that has lots and lots of benefits that I will let her tell you all about. So Brenna is also my one-to-one client. She's been working with me since mm, 2021. First of all, starting off on the brand alchemy journey in that group container and then moving into working with me one-to-one. So today is really about a celebration of her transformation. When she came to me at the beginning of her journey as a brand photographer, like a lot of us, she was really struggling with bringing all of her creative facets, her her sides of her business, her sides of herself, and bringing them into one place, putting them into one website, one email, one offering. And I know that the people, you who are listening to this, have also experienced blocks around this area because it's just a classic part of the entrepreneurial journey. We get into this because we we love it, we're creative, we want to help people and we're often quite good at quite a lot of things. Therefore, it's really hard to choose which one to actually focus on. So this is a great story of somebody who has worked through their blocks, gotten over confidence stuff, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, moved through all of it to a place where they're feeling confident and grounded and settled and creative and excited by what they do. So let's get right into it. 
join in for this conversation, put yourself in the shoes of either me or Brenna and see what comes up for you. Grab a pen, note down any little moments of inspiration. This is full of tips and tricks and hacks. So you will definitely come away with something for you to take into your business today. It's me again. I'm one of those people that does adverts on their own podcasts now. So I would like to tell you a little bit about Brand Alchemy, which is now open. It is my signature branding program for you to deep dive into your why, into your vision. What do you want your brand to look like? The colors, the textures, the fonts, the vibes. All this is totally possible and available to you in the Brand Alchemy On Demand course. Now, this course has already been recorded. I've run it four times. All of the content, the juicy meditations, the activations, the masterclasses, the templates, it's all there for you. On top of that, you get to join me four times a month for supportive calls, networking with other alchemists, movement sessions, which I find are so key to move through sticky, unwanted, cranky energy, and the opportunity to co-work with that group as well. So I'm going to leave the link in the show notes to the Brand Alchemy Journey On Demand. If you have any questions about it, book a 10 minute drop in call with me and I will tell you everything I can. I can give you a little tour around the back end of the system. The course is hosted on Kajabi. It is priced at 650. The actual value of the course is so much more. It's more like 3k so what you get from that is not only like a super amazing valued branding journey at the end of it you'll also get a map brand guidelines which will be your key to unlocking all of your design information all of your design decisions whether you go and take that brand map to a graphic designer or a web designer, they are going to nail your branding first time round. You will also come away with your own logo, your own fonts, your own color palettes, mood boards that inspire you and help you to post on Instagram, templates for courses, for promotions, for launches. This is your one-stop shop for all intuitive branding juiciness. I am here with Brenna Duncan, who has been my client for over a year now. First of all, she started off on the brand alchemy journey in my group container and then moved to a one-to-one intuitive business coaching program which we are literally just about to wrap up so I've brought Brenna in today who is a photographer she is a story-led branding photographer that really goes deep into the authenticity and the essence of her subjects 
and captures people like I have not seen people capture <laughs> people before. I don't quite know how she does it, but I'm here to interview her and find out all of her tips and tricks on how she is actually capturing the essence and making her subjects look so authentic as leaders in their in their businesses. And then we're also going to talk about how Brenna has shifted and changed and evolved as somebody who has worked with me in this coaching capacity. So I ha- and I haven't even mentioned the breathwork here as well. So Brenna also has recently qualified in transformational breath and is starting to weave in the breathwork and the photography. Now, one of the questions that I always get asked by lots of clients and people in our membership is how do I weave everything together and how do I have all of these different almost like revenue streams but still show up as one brand so we're going to also dive into that and talk a little bit about how Brenna is constantly evolving with that journey and maybe never really coming to that end point and is that okay so I have lots of questions for you I'm super excited to get you into this space and to find out a little bit about your journey and how how it's been working with me but first of all I'd like you to formally introduce yourself to our community thanks wow that's a good introduction um Yeah, so I'm Brenna. I'm a personal branding photographer based in London. Um, I'm also a life coach. So I I sort of weave in my creative skills with my coaching to make sure that I get to know my clients um, really well before we shoot together. Um, And this seems to work really well in terms of um, them feeling really confident and comfortable on the day of our shoot because I've kind of we've developed this connection and this relationship beforehand which um yeah works works brilliantly and enables them to be more relaxed on the shoot and I you know capture those moments when they're maybe not looking at the camera to get the sort of non-cheesy vibes um and yeah I just I love storytelling I love connecting with people um I generally work with sort of soul-led businesses wellness practitioners um creatives people um who I have a real connection with and um I've also you know I've worked with some big companies like Treatwell and um I photographed 24 healers slash witches for she's lost control in London which was a fun shoot um but yeah with a I work with a wide range of people from coaches to breath workers to osteopaths massage therapists etc and as Emma mentioned I'm also trained in transformational breath which is um has been a big part of my own sort of self-development and healing journey and I'm just starting out that so that's my sort of new business there's a lot going on um but I'm really excited to share that with people and have started doing uh one-to-one sessions and workshops in London as well so yeah that's probably enough about me (laughs) (laughs) welcome we're so excited to have you and I'm gonna dive straight in now with a question around your why 
why do you do what you do? Why do you get out of bed in the morning and go to your camera, take pictures of these soul-led entrepreneurs? Why do you breathe? Why do you... <laughs> Why do you weave the life coaching in? It's a big one, but let's just go straight in there. <laughs> oh, um, I've been thinking about this recently, actually, because it, it was only a few years ago that I totally turned my life around. Like I used to work in marketing and events and I used to hate the nine to five. I hated going to an office. I didn't enjoy that that sort of side of my life and I as a, as a kid I always knew that I wanted to be either creating or making I was very creative as a child but I was told creatives don't make money and that there was no you know no path for me there so I kind of put it off and I spent up until the age of like 34 I didn't do I wasn't doing what I enjoyed so um it took a lot of me traveling and um trying out lots of different you know therapies meditation vipassana breathwork all of these things to really kind of bring me to a point where I was like trusting myself and my own intuition um so photography wise I'm self-taught um and I've only been doing it since 2018 um I love it I love the flexibility of my lifestyle I love um meeting people who are on a very similar page to me. I generally attract a lot of people from kind of the wellness world. And I love kind of the, that spider web of networks and connections. And then, you know, someone will tell someone else and then you meet. There's just a lovely web of um, people that I, I keep meeting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just I love I love being creative. And I, I never thought I could have a career where I was doing something I love doing. And that was like a limiting belief that I had from childhood that, you know, there was no money to be made. I couldn't, I wouldn't be successful. There's too much competition. And anyway, I'm here, I've done it. So I'm really, yeah, I, I love that I've created my own life. And I guess the life coaching fell into that because I worked with a life coach when I quit my nine to five, because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, ah, I've got a mortgage to pay. And, you know, how do I navigate this? And, uh, for me, life coaching was so powerful at helping me kind of break things down and um, yeah, just move my life forward in little incremental steps. Like you're not going to change it completely, like really quickly. Um, and that then led me to train in life coaching because I really wanted to help other people who were feeling stuck and lost. So it kind of, yeah, came full circle. Mm, <sighs> wow. I got emotional a few times. <laughs> that I was like holding back the tears. I feel like we have a similar bit of a similar story in the fact that there, there was a lot of pressure on us that we couldn't necessarily make a career out of being creative. And that was something that we pushed and battled against for a long time. I didn't go to university the first time. Well, I did, but I did. I just had a party and left <laughs> after <laughs> six months, a six month long party. Um, but I went back to study a creative degree at Westminster when I was 30 and, and then started my career at that age. So I just, I wanted to echo that point because I reckon that so many people that are listening to this that are in full-time work, that are in a corporate career, have that 
fizzy kind of effervescent feeling that there's something else there's something more I want to use my creativity I think that both of us are like living proof that you can absolutely do that and still pay your mortgage and still show up as a professional like there's so many different ways we can do it So this leads me into just a bit of a celebration station for you (laughs) because I have absolutely loved working with you and I know that we will carry on collaborating into the future. This is definitely not the end. So I have this list of wins that I'm just going to talk about and then we'll kind of dig into each one that that sings to us and and deconstruct it a little bit so that people listening can really get a feel of how you've shifted from this to this. So um when you came to me, you did not send any mail outs to your community. <laughs> I think you had a mailing list. <clears throat> But it wasn't really doing much. And by the end of our coaching together, you are sending regular mail outs to a healthy list. And I'm feeling so much of your essence and your magic and your truth in there. And that's coming through. So, so excited. Like, (laughs) I love it. Um, Running your first masterclass. The person that was like, no, 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 at the beginning of our coaching, I'm not going to run any, I'm not going to do a masterclass. What would I, I remember you saying, what would I say? And then being on that masterclass and me really being in the background, I did a little meditation at the beginning, but it was your, it was the, you held the floor. You were teaching people about how to create great brand photos on their phones from home. (laughs) Then we've got getting your press kit together, which we've just gone through now. I mean, this is something that I've had on my to-do list for ages. My press kit is currently in my head. It is not in physical form. Yet in that press kit, I see so... I just, I, I see this amazing professional brand photographer that has also put that they are offering speaking positions. Now... Again, going back to the beginning of coaching and at the end of Brand Alchemy, the speaking part for you was not something that you were like, yeah, I'm going to go and do that, do do the speaking. Whereas now I'm looking at this press kit and you've got three workshops that you can now speak on to, to go out into the world. Posting pictures on Instagram. <laughs> this is <another> one. <laughs> Posting pictures of your face on Instagram, like... <clears throat> I'm, I love being on your Instagram page. It's such an exciting world to be in. You're sharing so much value. I see you as a human being. I know, like, and trust you. You've got everything that makes me as a potential client and client work, you know, want to work with you. I want you to take my pictures because I know that you're going to get me. Then you have so magically weaved in your breath work to all of this, which is giving you like that extra gravitas in the wellness industry, showing that you're not only a photographer for these healers, these holistic practitioners, but you also get it. Like you've done your life coaching course, you've done your breathwork course, um, and you're, and you're ready to be seen as all of that. So, Aho, sister. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm super proud of you. I just wanted to get that list in and, and celebrate you. How does it feel receiving that? <laughs> Doesn't sound like me. I was like, is that, did I do all of that? Um, yeah, no, I think it's mad how far I've come. Cause I remember being like, I, I have nothing to teach anyone like I can't teach anyone a masterclass what what are you talking about Emma and the fear around sending newsletters to people I think I had like seven people on my mailing list so I was kind of like there's no point and then by the end of our coaching I've got like 130 people on my list so you know this is progress um and I'm actually really enjoying the writing it's just yeah kind of getting out of my own way I think it's just self-belief um yeah and confidence which has definitely grown massively, which is all thanks to you. So thank you for oh, your help. It is, <laughs> it is a pure collaboration and, and timing. I think that people often come to me for the one-to-one coaching at like this really, it, at this perfect stage where they know what they can do. And I'm literally just adding a few little um bits of scaffolding and structure around that for you to do it yourself um so so yeah well well done what would you say for you so I've given you like the wins that I have kind of noticed what is your personal biggest win biggest takeaway from working together Mm. um it probably is around kind of confidence and believing like me putting a video of my face on Instagram was like a big kind of oh god I know I need to do it but the thought of yeah speaking photographs are different but speaking to camera and doing and you know the masterclass that was quite they were big things for me so and I kind of I guess in the back of my mind I thought one day future Brenna she'll do those things in the future um so to actually have achieved that in, in a really short space of time actually like a few months like three months or something mm-hmm. um feels yeah I'm really proud of myself for for doing that and putting myself out there and I think I could have stayed you know quite small and I was sort of doing treading water a little bit before we started coaching and not really pushing myself I was I was comfortable and so I feel like through the coaching and I'm you know as a coach as well I know what you're meant to do you're meant to push your comfort zone but it's very easy to stay in the comfort in the comfort area so yeah really stretching me to just do it and like it just makes you go like fuck yeah I can do anything (laughs) if I put my mind to it um so yeah having that kind of second opinion of just yeah you you can do it when when somebody puts their faith in you like from from Mm. my coach putting her faith in me or reviewing my work and being like I she said to me um when I when I started working with her and I had to give her all of my my courses my programs my like mailing sequences and she's like whoa Emma you have a massive body of work here people need to people need to see this and I'm like it's just all starting on Google Drive (laughs) and yeah and and then that those words echo in my head and so now I'm in this process of getting everything that is on that Google Drive out into the world so people can can experience it and so yeah I definitely 
feel the same as you, like having that person just showing that you you can lean into your edges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I'm gonna pick into some of these like areas that that you've developed on so we can really begin to help the our community, our collective community see a bit of themselves in you and work out how they might move through some of these blocks. So at what point did you shift your mindset around taking self-portraits and selfies? And how did you how did you do this? You mean me personally in terms of yeah. taking um how did I shift my mindset? Um I think I don't know I don't know specifically what what changed but I I think I just got to a point with all of my Instagram website blog that I needed to stop being so precious because mm. not everyone's gonna see it anyway and you know we can spend so much time like I spent ages making sure like an Instagram post was perfect and I was, and then you get like you know not that much interaction or or whatever and I just was kind of like fuck it (laughs) my new motto was just fuck it (laughs) and just get stuff out there and um yeah just get over myself (laughs) basically (laughs) yeah oh that's such a good one because we have this idea that all eyes are on us all eyes are on our feet yeah and I think personally for me this comes from school and comes from like classroom kind of like light bullying shall we say or coming into school and having I don't know having a quick save bag and people being like oh <laughs> they don't shop at Marks and Spencer's they shop at quick save. just being not not okay and I person for me it comes from childhood programming and how I felt like not okay and not good enough um so the fuck it mentality is is the best one because that's very adult, isn't it? That's like yeah. our higher adult self being like, who cares what people think? This is my truth. This is, I know that I am doing right. I know that I'm doing good. Whatever, whatever backpack I have, whether it's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Care Bears on, I am wearing it and I am proud. <laughs> yeah. I always remember one of my friends saying to me when I was like worrying about a shoot or something and she was like just remember you're a tiny speck in a massive universe and it doesn't matter and I was like oh my god that is such a good one like we just get so consumed with these little things and it's like it's it's, there's a much bigger picture so I think that put things into perspective as well so oh I love that that's kind of what I have as my tattoo so for those of the people listening you can't really see but it's all of this kind of sacred geometry and it ends up in one tiny, tiny little dot. At the end. <laughs> and that's to remind me that we are it. I I got um, a vision in a, in a plant medicine ceremony that we are the dot on the top of the eye of the it. We are it. And that is all that we are. So, yeah, you're friend. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're on definitely on the same page with that. Okay, so let's talk mailing lists and showing up in your copy. What effect has this had on your community and your confidence? 
what effect has it had? So as you have evolved your your mailing list and yeah. kind of changed the language that you've been talking in. So at the beginning, it was like, hello, come and get um, these shoots with me. This is what I'm doing. It was very e- explanatory. Is that the right mm. word? Yeah. Um, whereas now it feels so much more story led. I'm engaged. You know, you sent one out the other day. I spent solstice at um in Stonehenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were both there, very tired. <laughs> Trying to keep our eyes awake through matchsticks, enjoying the spiritual solstice. Um, but yeah, getting getting that message from you was just like, oh yeah, that's where that's where she's been and, and she's taken some photos. So like explain to me the the, the transition and, and how you've done that. Mm. I guess it kind of makes sense in terms of I love storytelling through my photos. So it kind of is kind of, it's logical that I need to storytell through my writing as well. Um, so they kind of go hand in hand. I think before I just, well, you taught me, I think you you taught me how to write a newsletter. I mean, I, I drafted my first one and you checked it. So, you know, I think I just never really shown much interest in newsletters like I think they weren't really you know I received them from other people but I yeah I didn't I didn't really know what to say and there's all different styles you can have and some people put like lists of books they've read and podcasts and I was like oh god that's a lot of pressure and I think for me just yeah weaving in storytelling with some photos and and say and selling you know I'd never really thought about selling myself as such I'd kind of put photos up to show people what shoots I'd done, but I was never actually actively saying, book a shoot with me. (laughs) And it works. Like I remember that first, you know, I got a few shoots booked off the back of just having a sales message um, out there to my, to my audience. So, yeah. It's so easy to kind of forget that part of it. And I think at the beginning of the, of the business building journey, we're so focused on on getting the structure up there, you know, the website, the logo, the branding, how do we look? What are we offering? And it's all back end. And then we forget to actually go out there and offer and offer regularly because people need to see things. Yeah. I think it's like more than eight times or something for for them to <clears throat> one go okay I might want that and then they need to keep seeing it to go right okay I'm I'm ready for that or yeah. just to put it in the files somewhere in the back of their mind that at some point they will work with you um and I love how you have these tiers of working with you so even if you don't have like all of the capital to be able to put into a full day shoot with you, you can do, uh, what's, what's your lower ticket offer? At the so moment? I have a, a one hour portrait shoot. Um, yeah. And then I have a half day and then I have a full day. So yeah. three different, three different levels. Awesome. Yeah. And then you often do the days where you like station yourself somewhere and people will come and pass through. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. 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 I need to do more of those actually just kind of little ad hoc come down have a shoot for an hour or even less you could even do half an hour but yeah yeah I think that's so useful and so needed because we're all creating so much content at the moment and I had a bunch of photos done uh, in September 
And now I'm starting to, I'm like seeing them. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to use all of the photos now. Maybe I want a refresh. And of course, as business owners, we evolve and we change. I feel like I'm so different from last September when I had those photographs t- taken. My 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 body is different, but and my and my brain is different, and my business is is evolving into like a new area. Although, let's talk about photography as a tool for manifestation, <clears throat> because this is something that I did, and I worked with a photographer to take pictures of me in the location where I wanted to live. I hadn't moved there yet. I was still living in London. But I wanted to move to Somerset. I wanted to have a river near me where I could go wild swimming every day. And I wanted to have my own office. And so we kind of created this idea and we did a photo shoot based on the manifestation of of my my vision and I'm actually here now living (laughs) in my little cottage with a river that I'm swimming in every day so yeah like how is that something that you can weave in with your people Mm, I love that I mean (laughs) maybe that should be a new um offer (laughs) manifest your dreams with me (laughs) and have like a package where you can yeah I mean I love that that's really cool um, I don't know if that's happened with anyone I've worked with yet, <laughs> but it's a good idea. Yeah. So how do you get people to, to visualize what they're going to create with you on the on the shoots? Um, so the way that I work is I always um, I send people a questionnaire initially um, with lots of questions where I ask, you know, I get them to think about um the vision for their shoot if they have them some people are really clear on what they want and some people are not so clear um and you know lots of questions that help me get to know them and also help them get to know themselves because they might not have thought about things like you know what are your key values for your business you know how would people describe you as a person because if you know if they're known to their friends as being quite playful and energetic then obviously we can weave that into the shoot Um, So I start with a questionnaire and then um, we collaborate on a Pinterest board. Um, If people use Pinterest, I've had some clients who were like, I don't use the internet. (laughs) So they might do a scrapbook or, um, you know, just screenshot things. Um, But yeah, we create a, a Pinterest board and then we'll both kind of add images. So I guess this is what you're saying. Um, It's kind of adding images of, photographs they'd like, um, photographs of themselves they like as well. That's really important. Like, you know, certain, some people are weird about like, I don't like this side of my face or (laughs) whatever. Um, But, you know, photos of people, maybe competitors, maybe just, you know, any images from social media that will give me a feel for whether they want to shoot in nature or whether they want to be in a cafe or at home, whether they want to be, you know, moving or quite still. And yeah, so that's kind of the process and then we use that before the shoot to kind of have a a key shot list so we might have you know we need to get these 10 shots and but then the rest of the shoot I normally leave it to be quite free and flowing and spontaneous and just see kind of what we find um because you might find a really amazing pocket of light or yeah you know allow for a little bit of magic to happen on the day because that always does happen 
Yeah, definitely. I remember when we had our shoot in Hackney Marshes and we found that awesome tree. Yeah. The tree with the dappled light. And those pictures are, those pictures are actually all on my sales page for my brand Alchemy Journey. And, and they're what really helped me to craft the vision of brand Alchemy, which then you were actually part of as a, as a student on that journey yeah. with me. So Oof, I don't know. There was just something really, yeah, magic about, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat, about finding that spot, finding that light and the way that you kind of let me play. You really helped me to get into my childlike nature. And then I brought my skateboard as well, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we found a, a, a little bit and I was like skateboarding around <laughs> the corner and this old man walking past with his dog like hey girls <laughs> and it was just a, it was a really fun fun day and then we did a bit of stuff in the van um and you just you made me feel safe you made me feel like I looked good you made me feel like I I, I should have been there I think often when we're having pictures like brand photos the imposter syndrome stuff can come up and it's like you see pictures of these coaches in swimming pools in Bali and and you go, oh, I, but I live in Hackney. <laughs> Where's my closest kind of luxury place? And it's not about finding that luxury spot. It's about finding what lights you up. So finding that location that that makes you feel great. And, and for me, it was it was climbing up a tree. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's just really important to, I think, be authentic and, you know, not try and be someone you're not. And I think that really comes out of the questionnaire and us mood boarding as you kind of get to know, yeah, what you're into. And if you're in your natural habitat, then the photos are going to feel more real and you're being true and people are going to respond to that. I mean, I wouldn't respond to a coach in a swimming pool because that's not my vibe. So yeah. I love that um I think we spoke on one of our calls once that we liked working together because we often both just came in our baggy t-shirts and our joggers. <laughs> <laughs> no makeup coaches. <laughs> yeah, I've got my joggers on now. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> and a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you always yeah. have to be the the like really kind of pristine put together look. Does mm. it to, to mean that you're professional and that you still get the work done? Yeah, like I've done shoots with, you know, one of my friends who's a a coach and she she doesn't really wear that much makeup and she didn't wear makeup for our shoot and the photos are lovely, you know. She really likes them and that's her, you know. If she'd had tons of makeup on her face then it just you can sort of tell is that yeah. Because all of her other pictures, she just looks really natural. So it made sense that she looked natural in our shots as well. So, mm. yeah. Uh, you yeah. literally just answered my next three questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to backtrack a little okay. bit. <laughs> I want to go into each one. Okay. What does authentic brand photography mean to you? Um, Just capturing people at their best and no cheese no fakeness um 
And I know you said earlier, like, I don't know how you do it. And I, I don't really know how I do it either. <laughs> like, I just feel like I connect with people. I get to know them. We have fun. Like, we literally play. I'm quite a playful person. So um, I think on my shoots, I'm quite playful. And it maybe it brings out this kind of playful side in my clients that, I mean, they don't always forget the cameras there, but there's an element of us just, like, hanging out. It's like we're mates. We're hanging out. We're taking a few photos. Um, and they feel relaxed and yeah, natural. And it doesn't feel too, I think that's the whole thing is like, you know, I've had shoots where I've been with a photographer who I didn't know and they turn up cold, they know nothing about you. They just know your name. Mm -hmm. And if you work with a photographer like that, your photos are going to look stiff and you're going to be doing that sort of forced smile and it's not natural. So that's why my soulful shoots and this whole process seems to work really well mm -hmm. yeah and you're quite funny as well <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> you you have a you, you have really good witty humor yeah. and like one-liners that I that I feel like cut through any tension of of the photo photo space so you just yeah you kind of like just melt into whatever it is that you're doing well, they do say that being a photographer is, I think, 20% technical and 80% personality to get the best out of people, okay. which I think is, you know, if you were comedy, yeah, 10% comedy. Yeah. Cause you need to make people laugh and relax. And, um, yeah, I know some photographers who've got really bad chat and, you know, I think it makes a difference. Their photos aren't maybe as good, technically good, really technically good, mm -hmm. but maybe not as, um, yeah, not capturing that kind of natural authenticness, if that's a word. <laughs> yeah, and there's always this, when I have my photograph taken or when I've had it taken before, it's like, I never know what to do with my hands. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> like, a big one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of what to do with hands. So I give tips for that as well with my clients so they know what to do with their hands because they're always, yeah, awkward or stiff or like, yeah. Okay, give us the tips. Um... You can do like a, I don't know that you can see me. You can do like a kind of folded arms vibe. Yeah. Um, you Clasping them in front of you is the worst, I would say. If they're like down, that just looks like, yeah, uh -huh. not good. Um, you could be like, you know, doing this kind of thing, leaning forward, hand on your chin. Yeah, um, yeah there's a few different ones. You can hold your wrist. If you're standing with your hands down, like hold your wrist rather than clasping your hands in front of you. So, yeah, there's lots of things you can kind of uh, do to make it less awkward. Um, people always get stressed about their hands. Put them in pockets is a good one as well. Put them away. If you stress them in your pocket, them, yeah, them hide them. Hide them. <laughs> I end up just like dancing in my shoes. So my hands are always flailing. I just kind of forget about them like that. <laughs> good. Okay, let's move on to... A little bit of imposter syndrome. Oh, my favourite. <laughs> Your favourite. I knew this. <laughs> we, let's just tweeze a few little things out. So how have you dealt with imposter syndrome? And what tips do you have for our audience? Mm. So I feel like I've always struggled with imposter syndrome to a certain extent. Um, 
But I remember maybe three years ago, um, photographing at WOMAD Festival. Mm -hmm. And my imposter syndrome was like off the scale bad. Like I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I um, I ended up ringing my friend who was a photographer in tears, just kind of like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. And, you know, he kind of calmed me down and it's just like, you, you, you can do this. And I was like, okay, I think I just, it was my first festival job. I was working with a lot of photographers who've been doing it a long time. And because I'm self-taught, there's always been this kind of like, oh, but I didn't study photography and, you know, they've got qualifications and I haven't. And I think that is a big root cause of imposter syndrome. Um, so I remember buying a book. I can't remember the title now, all about imposter syndrome, but I read books about it. It's more common in women, apparently, as well. Um, and I created one of my tips, which is really good, is to create a feel-good file. Um, so I have a Google Doc on my computer with all the nice things people have said about my shoots. Um, and you just sort of list them all. And then when you're feeling shit about yourself and your photography, you can have a little look and go, oh, all these 25 people or whatever said nice things. Um, so it's a good reminder because it's all just us getting caught up in our thoughts. And um, I actually did a shoot recently for a, a gong company. They're called Gong um, with nine practitioners, nine sound healers. And I was going to the shoot and I was like, oh, my God, I don't have imposter syndrome what's going on this is like a milestone it was quite weird I think it's just because I don't know it just I, I felt I suddenly felt like it, it kind of eased a little bit and I didn't have it and um that felt like a bit of a milestone so yeah happy days <laughs> amazing and you notice the difference in your nervous system don't you mm. Mm. maybe it's the breathing maybe it's you know yeah I think also working with clients I have a good connection with really helps so you know they were a really lovely team and yeah that kind of working with like-minded people I think is um yeah and it becomes a collaborative thing it's not like I'm the photographer and they're the client and I'm you know and I'm in charge it's like a collaboration and teamwork and I guess that probably helps mm. the imposter syndrome as well mm. um that's so interesting because I've just seen another listening to you I've just noticed this other layer within imposter syndrome as as a whole so we can have we can have it and feel it when we go into a space like you said at WOMAD festival you had it because you've maybe not experienced doing photography at a festival before yeah However, WOMAD Festival is a place where you belong. It's got loads of healing things and cool music and cool people. So you're definitely not an imposter there. Mm. However, my imposter syndrome showed up when I was working in a tech company and I'd pitched myself as their marketing manager. <laughs> got the job easily. Um, but then when I was actually there... It, I did, I felt like an imposter, but I all, it was more than that. It was because it wasn't soul aligned. Mm. So sometimes the imposter, this is like just all coming to me now. I'm like, sometimes the imposter syndrome is actually there to teach us that 
perhaps that's not the right space for us. And maybe there's two versions of imposter syndrome. There's this one that is like, don't work in in the, the bro tech company and sell a product that you're not fully backing. And then the other imposter syndrome is, I feel I run an open mic night and I have started playing ukulele. And at the beginning I was singing, feeling like, oh God, all these people are great. And I'm, and I'm terrible. Uh, fast forward to six months later and I show up last night with my ukulele and got on and sang a few tunes and my imposter syndrome had disappeared because that's my place and those are my people and it's okay and it's safe for me to show up there. So just throwing that out there, like mm. to, to really sit with with the with the concept of it, imposter syndrome, and ask yourself, is it is it me or is it them? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about self image. I know that I personally have struggled with self image and still do to this day, um, and let's just have an open conversation about this. Like, why do you think we're scared of showing up as ourselves online? Mm. Um, I think because for me, there's a lot of comparison. I think I get caught in that trap of like, oh, they're doing this and I'm not doing that. And I want to be like them <laughs> and kind of seeing these people doing all these amazing things and feeling like I'm, I'm like a, I'm a step behind. Um, especially with the breath work, because I'm so new to it. I see all these amazing people doing so many things and I'm like, oh, I want to be there, but I'm just patience for me in some of these things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think comparison can stop us or definitely has for me. And how do you move through that? <clears throat> Don't scroll on Instagram. <laughs> um, oh, how do you move through it? I mean, yeah. For me, it has been a lot of connecting to myself, going in, doing my breath, should be doing it a bit more than I am, but I have done it twice this week. Um, and just kind of really connecting to myself and trying to trust that I'm doing the right things and that, you know, trusting the process and just being patient. And um, yeah, I think a big part of it for me is, yeah, trying to ignore, not ignore, but let go of the outside stuff and go in and really connect to myself and have little downloads and yeah that's mm. really important and then how do you feel like you're alchemizing all of that and putting it into your brand oh how is your brand different from from going through the brand alchemy journey to the one-to-one -one coaching to now as it let's say you are an observer of your brand now what do you see oh um god it's massively different I mean before I did brand alchemy I wasn't really sure of my key values I wasn't sure of I, I didn't really have a I just didn't have a sort of vision of my brand and what it stood for and who I, even who I wanted to work with. I wasn't clear on my ideal client. I wasn't clear on little things like the fonts, the colors, the graphics, all of that stuff was just a bit like murky. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, I need a graphic designer to help me. And then the brand alchemy for me was amazing because I just got to, I loved what you said about, you know, your brand is you. So um, 
you know, I think you can probably tell, you can definitely tell from my breathwork Instagram, a lot of people have said to me that it looks and feels like me because it's so colorful and vibrant and, um, I don't. <clears throat> Yeah, tie-dye. And I think with my photography as well, my photography is very colourful. It's always been quite bright and, um, you know, being consistent in my editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my brand is, yeah, it's changed a lot in the last six months, I guess. I mean, I only only started specialising in soulful shoots as a result of the pandemic because I used to do a lot of event work. Um, I didn't really enjoy that, but I was kind of, I didn't really know what I was going to do next. So this... I mean, the pandemic, actually, the positive of that is it steered me in this direction of working with sort of people in the wellness industry and um, almost finding a niche, which has Mm -hmm. been really useful. Yeah. Amazing. And you didn't need to hire that graphic designer in the end, did you? No, did it all myself, which feels like another achievement. I was like, (laughs) how do I design a logo? Oh, okay. I just play around for a couple of weeks and then eventually... Yeah, just figured it out myself, which just feels really good. Mm-hmm. Canva is our church. Oh my God, I love Canva. <laughs> it's like literally love it. <laughs> so good. Oh, all right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to wrap up now with a, with like a one last little question. Just going to tune in. Okay, so under this new moon in Cancer mm. that we are in, time for manifestation, time for projecting towards the future. What do you want for your, like, say, a year's, a year from now when this next new moon, people who are listening can do this too, whether it's a new moon or not, feel into this energy in a year's time what would you like to be doing in your business? What would you like to have achieved? Oh, so many things. Which business? Both of them. I've got two. Um, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, well, I'd like to be, I'd like to be living six months in the UK, six months abroad, for sure. Working with, uh, I'd like to be sort of splitting my time with, um, doing a couple of shoots a week and being creative because I've definitely got this creative I love I love my creative side but then I'd also love to be doing you know retreats and taking my breath work to festivals and yeah I don't know like I guess my dream this might not be in a year it's definitely not going to be in a year but you know I'd like to have I don't know be like have some retreat center where I'm kind of getting all these people together bringing this community together and Maybe the photography is built in with the kind of breath. And I don't know. I can't, I don't know how exactly it'll work, but a big part of my mission is kind of bringing people together in community and um, yeah, helping people show up for themselves, whether that's through photography or whether that's through them, you know, connecting through breath work. And yeah, there's kind of a nice little link there in terms of connecting people to themselves to then visualize their business um and and their own plans so I'm still very much at the start of that part of of my journey so it's just yeah I'm excited to see what happens but um... I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to come to your creative community retreat that you're gonna (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yes, that is on my list of places I want to go. Yeah. Let's see. Or next year. Mm. That's amazing. Well, let's sprinkle a little bit of magic, manifestation magic. And you've spoken it into existence now. So mm. it is so, it is so, it is so, it shall be done. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on New Earth Business Podcast today. Um, you have a couple of things going on I know of. So would you like to just give our audience a bit of a download about what you've got on at the moment, what's coming up and how everyone can get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you're interested in watching my free uh brand photography masterclass which teaches you how to take your own photos at home on your phone um, and I cover how to take better portraits and selfies how to take kind of pictures of you in action um, and how to take flat lay photos <clears throat> you'll find that on my YouTube um, channel which I'm guessing Emma might be able to put a link under gonna this. link everything yeah in the blog post I don't actually know what my YouTube channel is called, so that would be helpful. Um, I, I've got, you know, um, I've got bookings open for soulful shoots this summer. Um, if you go to my website, uh, www.brennerduncan.co.uk, you can find information on there about my soulful shoots. Um, I'm going to be at some festivals this summer. Got quite a busy August um, with photography, but also doing breath work. So. Um, taking breathwork to Lost Village Festival in Lincoln, um, my first festival workshop. Um, and yeah, I, if anyone's in North London or in, in London, then I run um, workshops from um, a breath and sound sanctuary in uh, North London in South Tottenham. And um, I can, yeah, well, again, we'll put a link below, but um, if you wanted to come and try transformational breath, I do two hour workshops where you can learn all about uh, the power of your own breath. And it's, it's amazing for healing in terms of um, physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual, like it's just amazing for your overall well-being and can really help people with you know stress anxiety tension it's really good for your immune system yeah there's a lot it's good for everything um helping you connect your intuition which is what I was talking about earlier and yeah so come and breathe come and breathe with me in North London as well <laughs> I loved hearing all of that as you were talking I'm just seeing all of your I like to look at um, my clients the people that I work with is multifaceted creative diamonds and all of these facets have these rainbow projections flying off them and I feel like you really embody that just listening to everything that you offer you're a multi-hyphenate creative mm. who is Ha has many revenue streams now and is is creating really from from passion and and from heart so so well done you're gonna inspire so many people on this podcast um thank you I'm so grateful that we've been able to work together and that you have um said yes to this interview so <laughs> get it out yeah amazing thank you so much down. thank you so much for joining us i'm gonna pause right here <laughs> bye bye what an inspiring episode that was. I absolutely loved hearing from Brenna, everything that she's overcome, everything that she's moved through. It feels like 
this is what I was born to do. (laughs) So if you're listening in and thinking, hmm, maybe it's time I get some one-to-one coaching and really hone in on direction, why, and then put all of that strategy in place that's going to help you to get to where you want to be, then I would absolutely love to speak to you. So head into the show notes. You can find a link to book a one-to-one call with me, a little 10-minute drop-in call, and you can let me know what it is that you are wanting to achieve within the next year, and I will help make you a easy, manageable, grounded plan to get you there. Look forward to hearing from you, speaking to you, and helping you very, very soon. 